Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Section 336 is brought to you by the highest rated fantasy football app, Draft. Play real-life snake drafts done under five minutes and they last for just one week. Drafts start every couple minutes, so you can join one right now and get ready for week six. For the best part, play for cold, hard cash. And get this, your chance of winning are 80% better than on the salary cap sites. I played this weekend and won a little bit of cash. You can too. All new players get free entry into real money draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use the promo code 336. That's the numbers, 336. You know, like section 336. Just enter 336. They're even offering Section 336 listeners a money-back guarantee up to $100 that you deposit. So just go on your app on your phone right now. Go to the App Store and search Draft, D-R-A-F-T, in your App Store. Or go to Draft.com and make sure you sign up with the promo code 336. For fans, by fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, oh, what a difference a week makes. The Ravens and their hapless offense headed to Oakland. But in the end, there was a whole lot of happiness for the fans. Was it just a good week or are the Ravens relevant again? We will discuss. Also, looking ahead at the Orioles offseason, which coaches should stay and which coaches should go? Oh, and I got a new strawberry of the week this week. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of sports talk. I'm your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Stroka. As always, I'm joined by the zany Burt Rowdy. I see we're back to the long theme song again. (laughs) And the button lover, Josh Stroka. And uh, yeah, my first note of the podcast today would be to add some, uh, you can't see that on the camera, but it'll be to add some intro cover art so we're all not just staring into the camera as we <laughs> wait for the music to play. Yeah, yeah. I like the classic little head nod. Uh, that's what. That's all you get from me. Uh, <laughs> I, I tell you what, for the Orioles being out of the playoffs, which is unfortunate, Orioles are in the playoffs. But if the Orioles Wait, the, the Orioles playoffs, didn't make the playoffs? They, they didn't make it, Josh. 
Despite right. me still sporting the Orioles gear because I'm still a fan through and through, win or lose. I'm wearing an orange shirt under my nice. Under Armour pullover. Nice. Oh, and I'm going with my Hate the Yankees shirt. Oh, also is that nice. what you're wearing? Yeah, the uh, Jesus Hates the Yankees. Okay, along with that CFL hat. Really up to date, Josh. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. But if the Orioles can't be in the playoffs, then the best thing to watch is the Yankees losing, spank the Yanks, and the Red Sox losing. And so we got, we've been able to watch a whole lot of bad Yankees and Red Sox. So it's, so far, it's been a good playoffs. It's been a good playoffs. If the Orioles aren't in it, at least we get to watch these you know, dreaded Yankees and Red Sox lose. So it's been, I've, I've enjoyed the playoffs so far. Do we get to count the Nats losing as a positive as well? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't. I have no strong feelings for the Nets, but fine. I know people don't like them, so fine. Generally, so. yes. The problem is that they they won what yesterday with a Bryce Harper home run, so that sucks. Today they were pitching a no hitter for like seven innings, so that sucks. Yeah, but the Cubs won. Did the Cubs end up pulling out today? Yes, game's over. Cubs are up two to one in the series now. All right. Yeah, they pulled out Scherzer, and uh, why don't you know the bullpen blew it? What the, did you see? Did yeah. you see this? Uh, did you see that this postseason most of the pitching has came from the bullpen? Yeah, yeah they're they're pulling the starters early. Right. That's, yeah, that's also well, the starters have been atrocious. So a lot of people are gonna say this is the new version of baseball when the bullpen comes into third inning. Yeah, uh, well, but the game when pulled after a third of an inning, it's because the starting pitching, Chris Sale, uh, for example, and and a lot of other guys have just been really bad. So that's partly why the bullpen's pitching so much. Yeah, but isn't that also a change in the times that the start and pitching in the playoffs isn't dominant? Well, it's a playoffs thing too because every game you're you're shortened your entire season down to a five game series. It's not like a hundred and sixty two game season where if your starter's struggling, you can let him still let him go five or six innings and let him work it out. If you're struggling in a playoff game, you need to win this game or you're going home. So if if your starter's struggling. He's getting yanked early. It's just the way it is in the playoffs. Right, and I mean, I guess that starts with the whole wild card game, and there your season's narrowed down to one game. So, of course, Absolutely. you're going to yank the guy after one inning if he sucks. Well, and a best-of-five series isn't that much safer than a one-game wild card. You know, it's, it's tough. Yeah. Right. But how would you feel if you're the Boston Red Sox? You traded your... Um, number one prospect, possibly the number one prospect in all of baseball, Yon yeah. Mankata, for Chris Sale, who's making $12.5 million, and he cost you your, the number one prospect in baseball. All, the whole reason, because they were already a playoff team before they got Chris Sale. The only reason right. they got him is so they'll have that number one starter where you can get in the playoffs. And so they have him, and he pitches, and he's terrible. And he came <laughs> in today, and he was bad again. Oh, you kidding me? That sucks for them. I feel so bad for them. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw a lot of people crying for the Red Sox fans on Twitter today. It was uh, quite enjoyable. Does that, as, a, as an Orioles fan, does that make you second guess? Like, I know we stress so much our need for an ace. Like, we'll never win a World Series without an ace. We need an ace. We need an ace. We need an ace. And then you see an ace, and they just totally, you know, to use Burt's line, crap the bed in the playoffs. Yes. And th- does that kind of say, okay, maybe – an ace is not the end-all and be-all of, of what it takes to win the World Series, right? Like, there's a lot of other factors there. Maybe not to win the World Series, but certainly to, to get into the playoffs to win the American League East, it helps. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he was great during the regular season. But at the end, 
I mean, who cares though, right? Like if you're great the regular season, but you can't win in the playoffs, who cares? Yeah, but if you have a dominant pitching, I mean, it, it shows that it takes a full baseball team. But yes, uh, pitching shortens games. And if you have that dominant pitcher that you can rely on, like the, the Yankees, for instance, Giardi uh, totally blew it by pulling Sabathia out when he was pitching excellent. And yeah. it shows you that that there's something to having a dominant pitcher. Sure, that's going to help you. Yeah, and the managing is a lot tougher now, right? Because, and we saw, I thought this is a mistake for Detroit to go to, and it didn't matter in the end, but Detroit went to Justin Braylander in relief today, which I thought was a bit of an odd move. But Wait a minute, Detroit? I'm sorry, Houston. Justin <laughs> <laughs> Braylander is no longer Detroit. Houston, just old habits. But, like, that's a decision that you would never make during the regular season. But now, like, in the playoffs, managers have so many other options. And I think sometimes they overthink things. Like the Sabathia, I thought, was overthinking. And, and the move with Maryland today, even though it didn't hurt them in the end. I thought sometimes, sometimes they just overthink a little bit here. Does it, does it cause you to give a little grace to Buck Showalter for overmanaging last year with going to Ubaldo in the pen instead of Britain? I mean, it shows other managers make mistakes i guess yeah i don't i don't know i don't know why you have to bring that up again those just, dark memories I, I mean i'm just saying if we're gonna apply this year's postseason to the orioles there's yeah. something to look at all right i want to get into some orioles talk before we do that let's touch on the ravens here uh I, I'm, I'm anxious to see because bert has been off and on the band ravens bandwagon so many times <laughs> I, I he must be suffering yep. from all kinds of rug burns i gotta start with this bert on okay. on sunday on Sunday, did you uh, follow your ritual as far as jerseys and perfume wearing and whatever, lipstick, whatever else you do on that Sunday? You know, I, no. I, I saw Bert on Sunday. He had a he shop. Did. He had a shopping list ready to go. Yeah. It, it worked out good because the Ravens game didn't even start till 4 o'clock. So I watched the first quarter, and then I went to Costco. <laughs> oh, the rest, Bert. Called the rest of them on my phone. Speaking of Costco, I wanted to ask if you had any part in this or you were aware of this. I saw an article today. A uh, couple gets married at Costco, holds reception in the food court. That, that sounds was the, amazing. The heading. Oh, uh, get, Bert, get would you? Dollar hot dogs. They yep. got married in, in at Costco and, and had the reception in the food court. Bert, serious question. Okay. Would you ever get married at Costco? No. If you're asking me to be serious, <laughs> you wouldn't. No, because I think my wife is watching this show. <laughs> um, no, never dream of it. But if you're looking for a cheap option. Think of if the hot dogs only cost a dollar when you're buying one. Imagine if you have to buy like five hundred. You're probably getting them for like thirty cents on the dollar. That's way better than the thirty dollar plate for wedding wedding catering. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Costco is the way to go for uh, and they close especially if it's on a Sunday. They close at six o'clock. You could come in after hours and hold the reception. It's perfect. Yeah, and if and if you run short on anything, yeah, they'll get a whole store at your beck and call. They have a great cake section. I'm sure you can get a fabulous wedding cake from Costco. Yeah. You can also get a 100-pound jar of peanut butter. So, you know, whatever <laughs> you get for the wedding, that'd be great. So, so no, Bert, you, you were off the bandwagon now. Does this Oakland Raiders game make you jump back on the bandwagon? Uh, no. It was fun game to watch. It was good to see them win. But I, I will hold on to the fact that if Derek Carr was quarterback in that game for the Raiders, they would have killed us. You so, think so, really? So, so you're no, it just like no Derek Carr. That's the only reason you want. Are, are you going with that lot, lot logic too? No, I think no, the I... Ravens did a good job <laughs> of playing good defense, and 
forget about the defensive side of the game. Joe Flacco actually played like Joe Flacco. They started the game immediate with a long pass. Joe Flacco, in the first 15 seconds, had more passing yards than he had in London. Yeah. I mean, the, the offense is the story from this game. It's not the defense. And the defense played well. Yeah, and, and Oakland has a good defense. And at the end of the game, when we needed to kind of ice it, uh, we were and, and this, is, I think, is beautiful. When the other team knows you're going to run the ball and you're still, still able to run the ball, that's a beautiful thing. And, and our offensive line did a great job at the end of the game, and we were able to run the ball, sustain the clock. And so defensively, yes, it was against the backup. But I'm with Josh here. The story is more of not our defense. This week the story was Joe Flacco was able to get his act together. The offensive line was able to play well. Uh, and we scored we, we scored a bunch of points, and we won the football game. Right. And a West Coast trip, which is never easy. Can you do the math and figure that, all right, Joe didn't play in, in the preseason. This is four games to warm up, and this would be like a week one start for Joe if he had the preseason. To, that, or, or maybe the team is finally figuring out how to fill in the holes from injuries. Do you take anything to this game as the Ravens turning around? I don't. Uh, I, you know, just because they have one good game, you're going to forget about the last two weeks when they look like absolute garbage. Did you, um, did you see the Steelers yesterday? The Steelers got destroyed by the Jaguars. Ben Roethlisberger threw five touchdowns. Does that, oh, does that give you a little hope? You must be terrible if you lost the Jaguars. Does that give you a little hope that, all right, maybe the Jaguars, this team that we thought is this horrible Jacksonville team that beat up on the Ravens, do you have a well, little hope that, all right, well, maybe they are a, a real defense, maybe they are a good team? Josh, you need to check your stats because Roethlisberger threw five interceptions, not five touchdowns. <laughs> did, I, did I say touchdowns? Yes. I know what you okay. meant, though. <laughs> yeah, even the chat room caught you, Josh. <laughs> uh, shut up, chat room. We got a chat room. <laughs> um, yeah, I, the fact that the, the Steelers lost to the Jaguars, uh, what it means is that we remain tied for first in the AFC North, but the Steelers still hold the tiebreaker because they beat us. Um no, I, I still – I'm going to have to see a lot. Like, it's, it was the same deal with the Orioles all season. They go through a little stretch where they're good. They have a good series. All of a sudden, I'm supposed to be a believer again. Uh, the Wait, Ravens I, have one good game. I'm supposed to believe in them again when they've looked like garbage for the last three weeks. But I think you did that for the Orioles season this year. Oh, I did, and I'm going to do it for the Ravens all season long. So, I don't know. I mean, yeah, if they beat the Bears next week, I'm, I'm all in. But I, then uh, we go to Minnesota the week after that. I don't know again. Right, we got we got <laughs> What what are you doing, Matt? Is that your cat? Is your cat walking cat past the camera? Right the camera? Yeah, I'm sorry. All right. Yeah, I mean, the next three weeks, we've got the Bears at home, Minnesota, and then uh, the Dolphins. So there's yeah. those are good teams to, to make this look a whole lot better than it looked last week. Yeah, Josh, but you're doing something I hate because that's what we said when we went to London, that, okay, we can beef up and get an easy oh, way yeah. to the No, sure. No, we the Ravens always played down to the competition. There's not going to be no. I mean, this is going to be toss up games because there always are. And so I'm not. People are already like putting in the book a win against Chicago Bears. Are the <laughs> Chicago Bears bad? Yes, they're bad. Can the Ravens lose to a bad team? You better believe they can lose to a bad right. team. No, I I know that Jay Cutler has a chance of beating this team. I get it. Oh, and that's Miami. Yeah, yeah, Miami. I mean, Trubisky. The rookie, we're going to see him tonight, I think, right? He played play tonight, his tonight, first game. Tonight's a fun Monday night game for Raven fans because it's the Vikings and the Bears. 
the next two opponents. Yeah, yeah. Brett and Bradford's back for the Vikings tonight. So it's the next it's the next two quarterbacks we're going to face. We're seeing them tonight. Yeah, I'm glad to see that the Ravens will have at least one week on Trubisky and not have to play him as his first start. I like I like being the second team. Sure, and it's a short week. It'll be end up being a short week for them. Oh yeah, it's a good point. And it's a short week. That's and they have to travel. Yeah. So, Bert, you're not a believer in this Ravens offense yet, huh? Uh, not yet. No, but it was a good. It was a fun game. I had the Ravens defense going in fantasy, so when they got that fumble fumble recovery for a touchdown, I'm all I'm all about that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm seeing articles on ESPN about how Jimmy Smith might be the best corner in the NFL. Stuff like that's good to see. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm not a believer in Joe Flacco because he had one good game. Yeah. I like how this year too, there is a commitment to the off. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to kill that cat, but I like how there is <laughs> a commitment on this, uh, on this team to running the ball. Now we got to get the lead first. <coughs> but last year, I don't know if this team would have committed to run the ball like we have this year. Uh, this year we've shown if we can get up in the game, we're going to run it, run it, run it, run it. And Joe Flacco is not going to throw the ball 50 times. So we have the lead. And so I like that. I, li- I like I like that. Um, but the problem is, is Joe Flacco good enough to get the lead to begin with? Is and I'm I think Jerry's still out. But it's a it's a crazy league because who's going to win the AFC North? No, no one knows. It's it's the the parity in the NFL is as strong as always. And that was key for the Ravens yesterday was to get the lead to score early because this Ravens defense plays best when they're playing with a lead. Yeah. Last night's game is the two best teams in the AFC right now with the Texans and the Chiefs. Sure. Uh, a couple comments from the chat room. Jacob says, Matt, move, move your cat, please. I am after the show. <laughs> after the show ends, I'm going to have the cat put down because he totally interrupted the, the show. He's going to have him put probably down. probably a good idea. Yeah. You see, I can make that joke about cats and everybody will laugh. If I made that same joke about a dog, we'd be getting hate mail. Just for You'd the be hate tweets like I did. Yes. You can you can joke about cats. Don't joke about dogs. Unsubscribe. So I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, you guys have anything to say about the Ravens, or can we talk Orioles? Uh, I think that covers everything for me with the Ravens. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited about the emergence of Alex Collins in Baltimore. I think it, uh, Terrence West is is going to miss a couple games, and I think Alex Collins, as long as he can hold on to that ball, is exciting in the backfield. And yeah, I did change we, up my routine. I might have a new good luck thing going. I didn't wear a jersey or any special thing on Purple Friday. On Sunday for the game, I just wore a black T-shirt and Purple Raven shorts. So maybe it's a shorts thing that is the yeah. good luck charm. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's a shorts thing. Or maybe, Bert, no one cares what you wear and it doesn't matter at all. Huh? Oh, they care. <laughs> they care. a possibility? It's part yeah. of my zaniness aura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move on to Orioles talk here. All right, we got. Uh, let's, let's do it. You want to start with the Boston Globe? Why? Did with Boston you, Globe? Did you read the Boston Globe article today? No. Uh, or uh, two days ago. This was yeah, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the seventh. Okay. Uh, they came out and um, talking about around the league, and as far as the Orioles, they said Buck Showalter, manager of the Orioles, did Showalter yeah. lose control of his clubhouse? It's a sentiment you're hearing more and more among baseball insiders. And players Ooh. have told their agents that this was the case. Has, 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 has Buck lost the clubhouse? Did Saucy. He, did he pull a Brian Billick? Scandal. I like it. I'm in. Well, a couple things here. I think it's interesting to note 
that you heard nothing from local beat reporters about Buckshow Water losing the clubhouse. Usually the big scoops are not caught by the local reporters. The yeah. local reporters generally speak favorably of Buckshow Water. Why did Rich Dubroff not come out and say that they're losing the clubhouse? No, and then come I, on I, our I, show to talk about right, it. Right, get, get Rich on the phone. Let's let's get some angry. I mean, for someone who follows the team, I know I'm not a I'm not a baseball insider. Um, I'm not, no, no, really, I'm not. I guys, full confession. I know I I'm right now. I'm live on Facebook in a cool little right baseball card. I'm not a baseball insider. Look, I play one on Facebook. Yeah, which makes you look like a baseball insider. But no, this is the close I'm going to be getting to baseball card is on this little computer screen with the graphics. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Showwater Clubhouse. I'm not a baseball insider. But I watched this team, and we watched this team really closely. And I, I can't recall seeing any even hits that he was losing the clubhouse. A little bit of drama between Duquette and Showwater. Maybe right. a little bit of drama between um, Pygate and uh, Mark Trumbo and the rest of the clubhouse. And Mark Trumbo doesn't like to have fun. So a little bit there. But Showalter losing the clubhouse, that surprises me. Yes, but they did play horribly for the month of September. Four wins right. in the last 22 games. And that's I'm seeing out of the chat room. When was the last time? I mean, that's not a Showalter-type team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's, I guess that's what people associate, right? The teams give, give, give up. And it looks like the Orioles give up or gave up just from the results. Right, it looks like they that that the, the game. Absolutely, out. yeah, yeah. Right after the uh, pies, right pie gate, yeah. But with all that said, I just I don't I have a hard time imagining. It. I know like these stories only exist when you lose a lot, and we lost a lot in September. Well, yeah, no one ever loses a clubhouse while they're winning. It's not like right. it's yeah, you don't lose the clubhouse because you're playing too good. Yeah, but this doesn't seem a bad month. Well, okay, a bad they, year. They, 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 they were bad since uh, May or, or since June. They had a good April, May, and they were best, bad set since June. But True. a bad year. Um, to a team that when Buck got there, they had, they had, you know, lost for 14 years, right? They, they had lost for years and years and years. Right. Also true. But, but that's the city has lost for 14 years, not the players. The players who are on this team did not experience those 14 years. We did. Right. Right. Uh, so, so are you buying this at all? I, I can't buy it. I can't buy the book show Walter has lost the clubhouse. Are you guys buying this at all? Josh, do you buy this at all? I... Do, you, do you think there can be a kernel of truth in here? I don't think there is even a kernel. Sometimes these stories have kernels. They have kernels of truth. Here, no kernel. Not even a kernel. Not, not even a speck. Not even an atom of truth in this story. Nothing. I don't believe it for a second. I can see a little bit of it. With the Pygate and with the um, losing record for September. So there's my kernels. Bert, a kernel? I say where, the, where there's smoke, there's fire. Oh, the smoke man. smoke is right, coming out of Boston. All right. Does this, so, 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 so what does this mean? What, on this Boston Globe story, Josh, what's the takeaway here? What, what does this mean? That the, Buck needs to rein everybody in? I don't that know. Mark Trumbo has to go? Like, like what's the takeaway? Right, right, I don't know, but I got another colonel for you. Another colonel would be Adam Jones at the end of this season saying he wants to meet with Peter Angelos again. That's another colonel. That's another player skipping the manager, the GM, and going, and going to the owner. So um, 
I don't know where you go from there. You don't, I don't know how you regain unless it starts with the warehouse issue and Dan Duquette and Buck Showalter friction. And then that has grown into the clubhouse. I don't know where you go from here. Yeah. What does a Boston Globe paper have to gain publishing an article like that? Uh, Are you asking me? Like it, it was any, any, either of you. Why? Why would they publish a, a team with only seventy-five wins that came in last place in the American League East? Why do they even care what's going on in the Orioles clubhouse? Be, why? Why would they even write a story unless somebody's talking out of class? Because the story is about the Philly, the Phillies, and the Phillies need a new manager. And there's rumors of Buck Showalter would be a good fit in Philly because of Andy McPhail. Yeah, and, they're and, just trying to get Buck fired. Right, but they're saying, of course, Peter Angelos never lets anyone out of their contracts. And then they mentioned this. So, yeah, maybe, they, they, maybe they're trying to get Buck out of Baltimore. But okay. the same reason, Bert, that you were chomping at the bit to talk about this story because it's juicy and intriguing and, and, and conflict, right? I mean, reporters love this stuff too, right? And so any, any kernels they're going to pick up and run with, whether the kernels are true or right. not. I'm, I'm going fake news on this. Fake news. I mean, they, they published that article just to give a little podcast like us something to talk about no, on a Monday night. <laughs> it's, but it's not just the Boston Globe. CBS Sports is reporting that the, the leading candidates for Philly's manager – is Buck Showalter and Ruben Amaro. How could they say he's a candidate? He's I, still employed. I, and he's not, two years ago, the Dan Duke, we were doing these stories that Dan Duquette was the leading candidate for the for the Blue Jays. And the Blue Jays president. never had a chance. Right. And the Phillies don't have a chance. Right? Doesn't the NFL have rules against tampering and stuff like that? Like They're yeah, not even yeah, allowed to talk about that. being violated here. Yeah, someone's being violated here. Yeah. I want to know who's being violated and by whom. <laughs> Uh, a couple of things in the chat room. Jacob says if they have a crap year next year, I guarantee Buck will be in the hot seat. Yeah, and that makes well, sense to me. It's another his last bad year. year. It's the last year of his contract. Right. If he has a good the year, they'll probably renew it. And if he has a bad year, he's probably gone. Sure. Uh, and John, say, John says if Buck has lost the clubhouse, it's located on the first base side. All right. So that's, that's good, helpful. Uh, a good, helpful little clue right there and where the, where the clubhouse is in case uh, Buck has lost it. That's good. I like that. I. I I mean, there's there's no way that that they let Buck out of this year. Like, there's no way he goes to the Phillies. No, there's zero chance. Right? Zero. Zero. Unless, zero. Unless Brady I have a better Anderson chance of going to the Phillies manage. than Buck does. Yeah. All right. So, that, so that's Buck Showalter. That's the the head honcho. Let's right. talk about some other guys. Right, let's go man. around the around the horn, around the bases. That's All fitting. Right. All right. Uh, let's start with Wayne Kirby at first base. Wait, we going coaches? Yeah, that's why I said coaches. All right, fine. Wayne Kirby's not going anywhere. The outfield, the outfield had one of their best years in the past few years defensively. Somehow, there... Wayne Kirby's been able to place Trey Mancini in the right spots. That he's been an okay outfielder. And base runners rounding first base had a great season. Uh, he collected every single batting glove of a guy that got on base. <laughs> perfect, bat, perfect bat. Sometimes, pickup. sometimes they're shin guards. Right. What do you want to talk about, Wayne Kirby? He's not going anywhere. Right. Wayne Kirby just... has has a, a a more solid place on this team than Buck Showalter right now. Uh, hey, we're just talking about the coaches, just throwing it out there. And I will say <laughs> that the, the Boston, not the Boston Globe, but the, the Boston Spherical Object, they came out with an article saying that Adam Jones and Wayne Kirby might be planning a coup 
to upseat uh, Buck Showalter and take Nuh-uh. a shot. You're just making <laughs> stuff up now. All right. What about moving on to third base? Some people have said the windmill, Bobby Dickerson, is maybe a little too much of a windmill. Uh, a little bit too many sends there to home. home. Uh, and any talk about replacing Bobby Dickerson? Well, you know, his sends went down that whole time J.J. Hardy was on the disabled list because he was notorious <laughs> for sending J.J. Hardy around third base when the guy runs like my mom. Someone forgot to tell him he's J.J. Uh, Hardy's slow. That's whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Remember, we saw lots of articles about J.J. being fast in foot races and beating the other players. Um, the problem is that, that by the time he gets to third base, he's already ran first, second, third base. He's worn out. Uh, no one cares about windmill. We like the aggressive base running. Hey, I, I, I'm perfectly fine with him. Spinning. What, I mean, what's his other job? Is he the infield coach? Yeah, he does infield and outfield. All right. Any issues with the infield? No. So uh, he's fine. Do you have- yeah. This I mean, is when I, people have to actually watch us on Facebook Live because sometimes <laughs> I just shake my head. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I agree with you. And, and if you talk to any – you talk to Manny Machado. <coughs> I'm sure if we talk to Trey Mancini at some point this offseason, which I hope we get a chance to talk to Trey Mancini, but if we talk to him and we ask him about Bobby Dickerson, all those infielders praise him and talk about what a good job Bobby does with the infield and outfield and coaching that, that – uh, and helping that infield. I'm sorry, that cat just walked across the screen again. Um, but – I don't think I, I don't think Bobby Dickerson's job in danger. All right, this never happens on around the horn. I want to go to some real some real hot seats now. All, all right, right. All so right. those are kind of are going, just warming going, us up. You going pitching or catching? Where are you going? Oh, we can go either way. Let Let's start pitching, coach. Get Alan rid Mills. Of him. Get no Roger McDowell. Roger McDowell. Get rid of him. Yeah. Now the Orioles. Anything. I think I think last he, time he I, sucked I looked, for the Braves. The start rotation was an ERA something like five point seven zero. The worst start rotation for the Orioles ever. Ever. Uh, though, in his defense, this is his first year here, still getting to know the players. You also have the, the fact that Ubaldo Jimenez, Wade Miley, Chris Tillman coming off of injury. This is yeah. what the man had to work with, right? right? So do we give a pass to Roger and say, come back next year, maybe with a couple improved pitchers, and let's give you another go at this thing. What do you guys think? Roger McDowell, does he, is he out or does he stay after one year? Why? Why McDowell? Why McDowell? I, yeah, he's, I mean, they're not going to fire him after one year. Should they? Would you? If you're, if, you're, if, you're, yeah. if you're running things over there, are you firing him after one year? I mean, the pitching yeah. rotation was atrocious. It, it's forgivable for a coach to have a bad rookie season or a bad season with a new team. But when bad consists of a record bad for the franchise, then, yeah, maybe you do consider it. Here's the problem. What pitchers need, I think, more than anything from a pitching coach is consistency. They need to know and trust the the, the coach. And when, uh, what's his name, Cheedy left last year, you Zach Britton was somewhat outspoken about not liking that, that he was let go. And it makes you wonder if that led to some of Zach Britton's struggles this season. And if that's part of Kevin Galsman, whatever it is, it took Kevin Galsman half the season to learn how to pitch. So you hope by bringing back McDowell and having the consistency of the same pitching coach that that can continue into next season. And if you ask McDowell, he's going to say, Britton was hurt. And uh, you gave me an, an already hurt 
Chris Tillman before the season even started, uh, and he missed half the season. So McDowell's – and then got his own excuses to cover his butt. And then you also mentioned Wade Miley and Obaldo Jimenez. There's no – yeah, there's no explanation. What, are you supposed to be a miracle maker? Right. But the argument against that is I don't need you to make miracles – but you finished start rotation last in all of baseball with an area of 5.70. Almost six runs a game your starters were giving up last in baseball. And if you're a pitching coach, you're judged. What else can you judge a pitching coach by but the success of their pitchers? Right. And this year, the Orioles pitchers had very little success. So if that's what? not – I mean, they went, that, they went that stretch, what, 20, 21 games, giving up five runs or more? Yeah. That, yep. I mean, they're setting Major League Baseball records that are over uh, 100 years old. Yeah. And, and listen, I'm, I'm always like first blame the pitchers. First blame the actual players of the game. I, I mean, I think you, you could have brought in the best. I don't know who the greatest pitching coach of all time is. Alan Mills, I think, but I'm not sure. No, you could have brought in the greatest pitching coach of all time and give them this rotation. And they're not finishing what? It, they're not finishing the top 20. But 30th? Come on, yeah. man. Last in all of baseball? I mean, I think he's going to keep his job too, but the performance doesn't warrant it. And I know maybe it's not fair, but that's the only way we have to judge coaches. Yeah. If you're a pitching coach, we're going to judge you by how well the pitchers pitch. They suck, then it looks bad on you. Yeah, but, but we'll see. The start rotation is going to get rehauled this offseason, so we'll see. Right. I mean, if anything, they've got to rehaul the starting pitching. And if you're judging McDowell by the start, how the starting pitching performed, then you got to judge Dan Duquette on the starting pitching that he gave McDowell. Yeah. Uh, I agree it's a combination, but even like Tillman, worst year of his career. Miley has one of the worst years of his career. Um, Jimenez had, had a really bad year. So it's, it's not just that they're just pitching to their average ability. They're, no. They had all had. Gossman had a, overall, I think, a bad year, we would say. So... Yeah. yeah, I mean, the chat, chat room, by the way, is in full agreement that fired McDowell. I'm saying stay, give him some consistency. All right. I, <laughs> I don't want the Joe, the Joe Flacco situation where he had a different QB coach for, what, his first seven career years or something? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, the, the, other, the other side of that, um, through points in this season, Scott Kubal was criticized a lot, both for guys like, having down years like Mark Trumbo, both for not being able to get Chris Davis to hit, for Manny Machado's slow start. Like Scott Kubal was under a lot of criticism. Uh, Scott Kubal, uh, is he on the hot seat? Does he go? Does he stay? What do you guys think about Scott Kubal, hitting coach? I have no problem with getting rid of Scott Kubal. Really? <laughs> Shut up, <Yeah>. John. <laughs> how, how can you justify keeping Roger McDowell but then throw Scott Kubal under the bus. Easy. How, how did this, this doesn't make sense. All right, Josh, explain, because I am explain. baffled. All right. Yeah. The difference is he's been here a few years. It's not his first year. We've seen Chris Davis go down each year in his plate performance. We've seen Mark Trumbo go from his career high to one of his career lows. Um, I don't know. You know what it is? I don't know what the hitting coach does. But whatever he does isn't working unless he is just telling the guys, swing away. And, and that, that works in signs when you're beating aliens, but it's not what the Orioles need to do. 
That was well played, Josh. That's a nice reference right there. Uh, I, I, <laughs> here's what we do know about Kubal's philosophy from talking about talking to uh, my, my, my leaders like DJ Stewart and hearing, reading. Um, I know Chris Davis did a detailed interview uh, when he left the team or when at the end of the season. And one thing that Scott Kubal, one thing that Scott Kubal is all about is being aggressive, being aggressive. Whole, and sometimes that's really great. And other times it really sucks when you strike out a whole lot and you are not effective at, at being aggressive, right? Like, remember, it's good and bad. Remember, we sat down with DJ Stewart at Bowie, and what did he say that the Orioles wanted him to do more? Swing more, more early in the count. Swing Stop away. Stop so pitches, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the Oriole way. Yeah. So, okay, so just to recap, Josh. Keep Jack, keep uh, keep Jack uh, Scott, uh, Rod, Roger, Roger McDowell. Roger McDowell. Uh, the the isn't Jack the, McDowell the guy from Major League? Jack, no. what's that was Jack McDowell was a real baseball player. Right, he was too. a real baseball player. All right. Yeah, I think they yeah, might so have been brothers. Saying, keep Roger McDowell, who had who led his team to the worst starting ERA in the history of Orioles baseball, uh, but but fired Scott Cabal, and they had like a middle of the road offense. All right, fine. Yeah. Bert, yep. Right, fine, Josh. I've heard enough from you. Where's that? I need the round the horn. <laughs> Where's that mute button for Josh right now? Uh, Bert, <laughs> Scott, Kuh- Scott Kuhball in the hot seat? No. All right. What are you going to do? We've think- gone through so many hitting coaches. Like, nobody, nobody they, the hitters are not going to change anything uh, just because they hire some new hitting coach. Chris Davis is a lost cause. Mark Trombo sucks. Uh, <laughs> and, and he hates fun. I think, I think. You want a uh, bold prediction? <coughs> Chris Davis comes back better next year. Less strikeouts and a higher batting average next year from Chris Davis. We can't get much worse. He's, make, he's making an argument, Chris Davis is, that he's going to make some adjustments in the offseason. Yeah, Are you right, buying yeah. that argument? Yeah, he'll, no. go find, he'll go find some Adderall or Adderall substitute. Yeah, That's, I don't know what uh, this adjustment looks like. Like, learn how to hit the ball, learn how to see the ball. I don't know what an adjustment like that looks like, but okay. That's just what you say when the franchise is paying you millions and millions of dollars and uh, you stink. You have to say something, even if it's not going to turn out to be true. Regardless of the money, if you're a professional, that's got to be frustrating to have a year like that. So, yeah, you, you say that because that's what you got to do. You don't have another answer. you got to be better. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, – in the end – like weekend, and I think these are fun discussions. But in the end, I don't think these coaches really matter that much anyway. You give me, you give me the best players in baseball, and terrible coaches, and we'll win more than the worst players in baseball with fantastic coaches, right? I I uh, agree. It, it's got to, it's got to take an awful, awful manager to lose with a good baseball team because the because the end of the day, that's the players playing the game. It's you know the managers makes a bad decision now and then. Very few managers are making bad decisions every night of the week. Yeah, yeah, I I I agree. Um, <laughs> uh, so speaking of players, or speaking of you know people on the team who really don't make a difference, but they're there. Uh, another guy whose contract's up this season, Ryan Flaherty. Contract is up. He's gone. He's gone. Any chance we bring Ryan Flaherty back? For what? He's gone. I think he might come back. Can I make an argument on why he would come back? Because sure. Not, all right. Yes, as long as your argument is not, I'll agree is, with. I'll probably agree with you. There is no farm system. You don't need okay. a farm system for a backup utility infielder. Yeah, uh, and 
it makes sense on on two fronts. From the Orioles front, Buck Showalter really likes Ryan Flaherty, and we don't have another guy who can play all the infield positions, right? Okay. And on Ryan Flaherty's front, there's no chance he's going to be a major league baseball player anywhere else than in Baltimore. So it makes all the sense more. Where he has a chance to actually play in the major leagues. Sure. All right. Fine. Who cares? <laughs> every team Jackson needs a, every team needs their. Than you are about Ryan Flaherty. I don't care about Ryan Flaherty. How many games did he play this year? Thirty. I don't know. He played in the playoff game in 2014. Take that. Great. Three years ago. I I can at least tell you what Ryan Flaherty looks like. I I have no idea what Scott Colt Kubal even looks like. <laughs> there you go. All right, hey, I got a, I got a strawberry of the week. You guys ready for this one? Oh boy, it's a it's a new favorite segment among the three three sixers that are not strawberries. Yeah, we don't have any strawberries. Listen to our show. We got a a bunch of tough hard. And what's the opposite of a strawberry? I don't know. What's the strawberry? Is someone who's easily bruised. What's the know. opposite? A rock. Okay, I got a bunch know. of rocks. I don't know. Yeah. A blueberry? (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say, unlike all these easily bruised strawberries, all our listeners are hard. Uh, uh, So anyway, here's the... uh... Just just focus on the strawberry. Don't worry about about our listeners. Just focus on the strawberry. Uh, So this story comes from... uh... Foxnews.com. Oh, oh. You guys met at Fox News? Indianapolis? Does this come from the. Uh, you, what? You throwing the vice president in there? What are you trying to <laughs> no, make this I political? I wasn't oh, going boy. political at all. I wasn't oh, going political. Uh-huh. I wasn't going. I don't know why you assume. I have an article from Fox News. You assume it has to do with Mike Pence. I don't know why you put those two and two <laughs> together. But yeah, Mike Pence, by the way, that is a, a, a strawberry move. But that's not, that's not the story. <laughs> okay, go with your strawberry. Yeah, we've avoided. We've ep- purposely avoided the kneel in for many weeks. We can continue to avoid it more. Yeah, here's the headline: Welsh rugby player bitten by a lion in South Africa. That and doesn't sound like a strawberry. Here's why it's a strawberry move. Um, there's video of it. The oh. lions are in a, the lions are in a cage, right? We're talking about huge, and you can watch the whole video of him getting bitten on on Twitter, the lion, or on FoxNews.com. I love to get Fox News promotions. Um, but you, you can watch the whole video on Facebook. And there's a lion, a, a beast, a lion in a cage. And we, this we're guy, aware of lions. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, we're like, talking about yeah. actual, like, not a stuffed lion. Like, a, actual, like a, big, a big cat. Yeah. Not Simba. No, no, Simba, yeah. Or more like Scar. Like, just a huge lion. Okay. And this guy. This Welsh rugby player sticks his hand in the cage and like starts to pet the the the, 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 the lion's head. Okay. And and the lion reacts to being pet on the head by biting the dude's hand. So now, as a lion would. Here's here's why it's uh and here's why it qualifies, I think, as a snowflake slash strawberry move. Snowflakes don't have no concept, have no concept of repercussions, of discipline, of being told no. And so here's a guy who thinks, I can do whatever I want. If I, I'm entitled, if I want to pet this lion, I'm entitled to pet this lion because I can do what I want because no one ever told me no before. 
And so he goes in and he pet that line. And that line, <laughs> that line said no. And so the first time in that little millennial's life, he was told no by a lion. <laughs> if he was one of us, if he was one of our listeners who are hard right now, then they, they would, he would not, uh, they would never try to pet a wild animal like a lion. That's just dumb. That's yeah. a millennial snowflake move to pet a lion. <laughs> you don't do it, boys and girls. Don't pet the lion. We've got Jimmy in the chat room saying that the opposite of a strawberry would be a coconut because they're hard and coconuts don't bruise. Oh, that's a great call. I like yeah. that. Well and done. coconuts are zany. Yes. Our listeners are smarter than we are. Yeah. Coconut's the way to go. All right. I'm going to stop saying hard. I'm going to start saying coconuts. I love coconuts. I know you do. I'm not a fan, but <laughs> teach your own. <coughs> I mean, are you kidding me? Isn't that – you got? I'm telling you guys, and you guys agree with it's, me. It is. Millennials it is a, are the only kind of person who would pet a lion. Only a, millennials. Yes, it's a strawberry move to think that you can stick your hand in a lion cage and it's just like being at PetSmart. <laughs> yeah. Like you, think you're in, you think you're in like the, the pet the dog section of PetSmart. That's exactly what you think you are. That's a wild animal, people. Don't pet yeah. the lion. Now, uh, Matt, you and I were up at the uh, Pregel Creamery uh, a couple weekends ago and we could reach our hands through the fence and pet the baby cows. I didn't even want to touch the cow, to be honest. <laughs> I never, if there's a cage there, I assume it's in a cage for a reason. And I'm not sticking my hand inside a cage, right? If it could just come up and touch me and, and, and snuggle me, then it wouldn't be in a cage to begin with. If it's yeah. in a cage, I'm letting it be. The baby cows have shockingly fierce teeth. Is that true? No. <laughs> I'm being zany. It's what I do. I don't know. All right, that's my that's a good snowflake story though, right? And I like it because it's a snowflake story. It needs some explaining, and it's about a rugby player, right? A guy so who shouldn't be a snowflake. Yeah, but it's yeah. a sports connection. I'm watching this video. That guy should have definitely lost his hand. Did you see that video? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he just sticks his hand right in the cage and pets the guy's mouth. We'll we'll put on the show notes. We'll link the the story. Show notes. <laughs> Is that what we go, do? Go ahead and you do that. You 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 do that. Put it in those show notes. How about, how about I've that? listened I've listened to other podcasts where the host say, We'll put a link in the show notes. As soon as you guys start handling some show notes, sure we can do that. How about you just put it out on your Twitter? <laughs> oh yeah, I'll tweet it out. I'll tweet it there out. There we go. You can handle that. Yeah, a show notes. <laughs> who, do we, who do we think we are? Give me a break. So what do we got to look forward to this week? The, the, the Yankees are beating the Indians right now in New York. This, Unless something changes, it's only the top of the third, but uh, this might be going to a game five. Yeah. yeah. That makes me nervous. The good thing is the Astros showed that they are a uh, really good baseball team. Oh, we knew they won 101 so, games. Right. So they should be able, if the Indians cannot take care of it, the Astros will take care of it. Um we're not going to see the Yankees in the World Series. It's going to be the Astros. Yeah, I would have to say that the Yankees are the only team left that I really want to see out, and then I would be content with whoever else wins. Yeah. Can I, can I, can I, can I tell you something that should appeal appeal us and endear us to the New York Yankees? Yeah. Uh, Am I allowed what? to say that? Is that legal what? on this show? What is it? What is their formula of success? What do they do better than anyone else? Two Point their thumbs down. 
uh, Aaron Judge home runs? Yeah, they hit dongs. This is what the Orioles built their whole team around, hitting dongs. The Yankees did the same thing. They built their team around dongs. The other thing they do better than everybody else is smash little girls' faces. I was also going to say bullpen pitching. Yeah, go with the bullpen <laughs> pitching. Oh boy, don't, don't, no need to talk about the little girls' faces. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Chris Sale, I just found out he was a playoff pitcher for the Red Sox who sucked. Because before that, I just knew Chris Sale as the guy who likes to throw at other baseball players like Manny Machado for no reason. And cut and the guy who has hissy fits and rips up jerseys. So I was <laughs> glad to learn uh, that Chris Sale is, is, is something else. The guy who throws a temper tantrum on turn back the clock day. Right. <laughs> right, because he can't wear a different uniform. Yeah, yeah. What a now that's strawberry move. It's total strawberry move. He's no coconut. No, not like our three three sixers. Yeah. A few stuff a few comments from the chat room. Charlie says up here in Montana. Uh love the listeners of Montana. Shout love out to you all guys. your listeners. Shout out to all our listeners of Montana. <laughs> Don't, uh, yeah, but I guess like I, I bet our listeners per capita is pretty good over there. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Char- Char- Charlie says up up here in uh, Montana, the saying is don't pet the wildlife because every year some tourist gets run over by a moose or a buffalo or a big horned <laughs> sheep trying to get close and pet them. Yeah, I bet they're all millennials who get run over. Next time, uh, Charlie, I want you to look at the, the the newspaper clippings. Newspaper clippings. What are those? I'm using terms of things that don't exist. Newspaper Do people still clippings. like clip the newspaper out? Oh, I love yeah. this article. I'm clipping it. I got. We got show notes, <laughs> newspaper clippings. This is nonsense. All right. Some other stuff in the chat room. Um, how does Bert know how sharp baby cow's teeth are? It's a fair question. That's fair. I got very close to a baby cow on last Saturday. Uh, and they Jacob, they look like they look like chiclets. Yeah, yeah, they got yeah, the teeth stick out there. Uh, uh, Jacob says cows are chill. Trust me, I've worked the farm. All right, I believe you. Except I think they get pretty upset if you tip them over. That's a that's an urban myth that you can't tip a cow. Ask ask Jacob Rock. He would yeah, know. He sure works, can. He works with cows. Wait, you can't knock over a cow. No, you can they knock don't. over a cow. Sure, you can. No, no, you can't. Tipping cows is a myth. Chat room, back me up. There's if no the way. intern was here, if the intern was here, he would uh, now, uh, now, set you straight. I so. know, I know, cows cannot walk downstairs, right? Isn't that the prank? You drag them up the stairs, and then they're stuck upstairs. You drag them upstairs. That sounds you lead like them, animal cruelty. You lead them upstairs, and then they can't go down the stairs. You got to kill them to get them down the stairs. I know they can't walk on like riveted uh, pathways because of their hooves can get stuck. Matt, Matt, I, you, you know any cow facts? No, I feel like you guys are just not even saying cow facts. You're just making up stupid crap. I feel like this is... Cow this facts. Is, Get your cow facts. Yeah, I feel like you guys are making all of this up. No. No, it's all true. Yeah. Um, people in the chat room say you can tip them over, so you're all right. So you can tip them, but you can't carry them downstairs. You can't lead them downstairs. I don't know. I don't know. The, the world may, may never know. This, is, uh, this has been Cow Facts brought to you by <laughs> Drafts.com. Did you see no. your dad's comment, Matthew? No. What did he say? Bert utterly convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> Typical classic, dad joke. Dad joke. Dad man. jokes. Nailed, nailed the dad jokes. <laughs> nailed the, 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 the dad jokes. All right. Is that our? Is that I can't? I don't have good audio on the on the outro music. Is there outro music playing right now? Yeah, it's, it's going. Yeah. 
Uh, this uh, this, this <coughs> internet show worked out pretty good. Yeah, I like it. I think we got something here. Yeah, we can mix this I up a little bit. I hope people appreciated my oral statues in the background. I also got some bobbleheads up there. I got Adam Jones of, right here. And a bunch of books because I'm just really smart like that. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, I'm going to tweet out the uh, link to the lion biting the, the strawberry's hand off. There you go. So that's a reason to follow me on Twitter. You can follow the show on Twitter because maybe the show will retweet it. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll get lucky. Fingers crossed. You can also follow us on Facebook. If you follow us on Facebook, you get cool opportunities. Like like we messaged out uh, at the beginning of this week if you want a magnet. To send a message to us and we'll send you out a magnet yeah and you absolutely. only knew about that if you followed us on, on facebook right and uh if you want a magnet send us a message on facebook or twitter or something i'm gonna have uh mandy's gonna be sending those out she doesn't know it yet but she'll be sending them out later this week <laughs> well i hope she listened to the show to find out but first you gotta like us on facebook or like us on instagram or like us on twitter you can find us in all those places just search at section 336 you can follow me on twitter at section 336 you can follow Bert on Twitter. At Bert Rohde. And you can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's and go Ravens. And go Indians. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.